this fire burns. Oh, welcome to look at the adjective. We are here to podcast because we finally got a conclusion to this fucking miser. <laughs> I am the second city saint, John Mack, and I'm joined as always by a man who'll kick you in the nuts and you will like it. A man <laughs> who clearly doesn't want to watch Starcade 86. <laughs> I thought we were keeping that backstage. <laughs> a man who clearly does everything that Dave Meltzer says he does, even if it's shady, the straight-edge superstar, me and Mark Crowther. How are you doing, son? <laughs> Not bad, mate. How are you? It's absolutely boiling again, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's Caribbean-esque again. <laughs> oh, I'm not made for this. I'm really not. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I'm in the Gobi Desert. <laughs> It's like it was pissing oh, down all day as well. Mental. And, uh, it's like monsoon season. Gorilla monsoon season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm in the gorilla position. <laughs> oh, that's just what your missus takes you in. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what I'd constitute the gorilla position sexually. But... The, the silverback. <laughs> well, that's what you call her after you've finished. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, didn't expect to this going in this direction. Can't resist the setup. Can't resist the setup. So, what we're doing today is a little bit different. As I alluded to in the intro, we're not doing Starcade 86 right this minute. We're going to put a full stop on the bullshit that's been going on for the last 10 months. That has been, it's been ubiquitous on Cretin of the Week for <laughs> forever, honestly. But we're not talking about the books. We're not talking about Davey Meltzer. We're not talking about the Richard Hammond of wrestling, fucking Brian Alvarez, Bix and Span, any of these fucking turds. He's back with a vengeance. And boy, is it good Finally. to see him back. It certainly was. So we're going to go and delve into the uh, punk-based escapades of Collision on the 17th of June, Saturday just gone. Now, you were raving about it. I obviously wanted to watch it in full couldn't get the fucking torrent site to work so I hadn't seen it until last night well I saw the punk bits last night so I'm going to cover them exclusively but what did you reckon to it as a show was it different to Dynamite was it better than Dynamite it was I felt like it was a more coherent show from top to bottom I felt like it but there was the odd bits where it's like okay I've seen it on Dynamite hundreds of times like yeah, the House of Black stuff, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, it's getting old, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the whole reason I was excited to watch it was obviously uh, the return of, of the boy, the, the the guy who we've not stopped talking about on weekly <laughs> shows. Uh, was, is he going to come back? Is he coming back? <laughs> and- Andrade or Mero? I'm, of course, talking about Miro, yeah. <laughs> Although, I am a big fan of him, so I was glad to see him back as well. So that's Yeah, it's one. nice to see him back. Looks nice and, nice and lean. Yeah. Nice beard. Um, so, obviously, we we started off with the with the tune of uh, <laughs> Elton John, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, <laughs> which was quite an <laughs> interesting tune <laughs> for the entrance. I didn't, I don't I wonder how much Tony paid for that one. Yeah, and an extremely hoarse Jim Ross. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that because that was uncomfortable. But obviously, we open up as you'd expect, which I was hoping they would do because I was I was a bit worried it was just going to be six man match and that's all we hear from Punk. But I thought it'd been a bit it would have been a crime to not have given him a mic 
First you mean thing. Tony cutting his nuts off and not letting him not letting him have his say? Well, I was I, I was you know because they didn't they didn't really announce anything. It was like right, he's here. Is he going to have a live mic? Is he? And yeah. then they sort of in the last couple of weeks, it was like he's having a six man match. So he comes out with you know you knew he was you knew he was up to something. You know when he had like the uh, it gets a huge pop as you expect sort of hometown pop. He, he gets an absolute fucking Chrissy Tarrant million quid question pop, <laughs> that fucker, <laughs> telling you. Yeah, I mean, it's about as guaranteed as you're going to get in it. A CM Punk Tarrant pop in Chicago, yeah. it's just happening. Yeah. Comes out and he's got like, he's got wrestling boots around his neck and you're thinking, right, okay. He's also got like a red sort of duffel bag in his hand as well. And you're thinking, right, what's this about? There's always so, there's always so much intrigue to his promos where it's just like, where, where's that going to come into it? You know he's going to mention it at some point. He comes out like ready to wrestle because obviously he's got a match later that night. And to me, he just he's just on a, another level on the stick. He's just on oh, a different yeah. level. Just the Paul Blackett little touches like taking the AEW gimmick off the mic and stuff like yeah. that. Subtle. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 everything he does is for a purpose in it. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's, it's like no wasted motion, but on the mic. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And he's just like, it's so good to see him on telly again. Like I was just like I was watching the promo and I was just like, "There's, there's just nobody like this guy." There's like you can love him or hate him, but he's he he just grips you. There's just nobody yeah. like him. Um, well, he certainly grips the elite. <laughs> I mean, he's good. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. He's probably going to get booed in other cities and stuff like that. But oh, yeah, of course. I, but I think, but I think eventually it'll be it'll get to the point where you, you're so enthralled by this guy that you just won't help. He's probably going to go on one of those sort of heel runs where he's he's he, he plays heel in some cities and he plays baby in in other t- cities, a bit like Brett did in like the yeah late nineties and stuff like that, which I'm sure he'll be happy with. Hundred percent. I think this is this is probably going to be his like masterpiece of yeah. I can get get me Brett in, as they say. Yeah, I mean, just of your initial reactions, what, what was it just like? Because obviously, I haven't seen him for what was it ten months, nearly almost a year. Was it just like for you? Was it the same? Where it was just like so good to see him back with a live mic? Goose, goosebumps, mate. Yeah, because it, it was an event. It was a happening. But yeah, it's it's it always is a happening when he rocks up, especially when it's the first time you see him in a while. I mean, the initial one when he when he rocked up was it on Rampage, I think. Yeah, but you know, you get I get, when I see him, I, I get this sort of giddy anticipation in like. I'm going yeah. to see something good, finally. I'm going to see something good. I've watched this for hours or whatever. Oh, yeah. it's Punk's match. Or, do you know, like, when you when we watch the pay-per-views and you go, oh, I've been watching this for four fucking hours. Oh, Punk's on next. Get in. Yeah. Yeah, something you know, to look good's to. about to happen. And, like, just, I used to get it with FTR. Not so much these days, but that's not their fault. But, yeah, you know, I did tonight. Well, yeah. on Saturday night or whenever I watched it last night. He says he's tired of being nice. Yeah. It's about fucking time because Punky <laughs> Punk is, is wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, there's no one quite like him. <laughs> when he when he says the pro wrestling business, there's a shitload of emphasis on the word business. Yeah, it's like first dig in, lovely. Yeah, there there was so many little subtleties on there. It was just brilliant. Business of grown ups, not a popularity contest. Yeah, great. <laughs> and Witters on goes. He said something about like he sold out the Budokan, which is in Japan, and clearly like Omega must have sold that out. But then he goes yeah. on, 
I've sold MSG out. I've sold every every gaff in Chicago with a roof. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. you're big time. <laughs> and then he, then he gives this tell me when I'm telling lies constantly throughout it. Like, and yeah, that's can't like say he is. that's like I think he's gonna. I think there's gonna be a t-shirt there somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, but he's doing that whole. I'm telling you the truth, which you know to be the truth. And then when he veers off into the work, you're with him. Yeah. You're completely with him. Yeah. Because you're like, this is my guy. I know that's right, what he's saying. I love MJF on the mic, but like Punk's in a different class in terms of it's it's like conversational. Yeah. It's almost it's like, you're, like you're Cody there tries him, to right? do. Yeah. 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 Do you like Cody tries to do? Hey, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. And but it's, he doesn't have it's to more do that. like no, it's more like sit down, take this ride with me without saying that, basically. Yeah. That's why it was fucking superb. I mean, he dropped some digs like you wouldn't believe. Like, what was that one he said? He was like, um, Zaslov, so, David Zaslov. Yeah. So he's like the um, Warner Brothers Discovery like, right. chief executive or whatever, head of head of talent. I don't know what he is, but he's like the big god. He's a big dog at Warner Brothers and stuff big like wig. that. Yeah, what was he said there? They caught, he he said, caught um, one bill Phil. <laughs> one bill Phil, because it was that there was those rumors of a, like a one billion dollar TV deal, weren't there? That yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was if if that's like a reality or anything like that. But it fed oh, in perfectly to his dig, didn't it? <laughs> I think he's stoking. I think he's stoking the uh, Observer fires, like because they claimed it was like WWE made it up or something. Yeah. So he said. So he said he calls him one bill Phil because he's the only genuine article. In a world full of counterfeit books, <laughs> second dig in class. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I mean, that like, like audibly popped me when I when I was watching it. It was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but what he says, he's right though. He's unapologetic. He's just himself. He's never compromised. Drops a drops a clash reference in there. He says, "Why would he change?" Joe Strummer taught him to speak the truth, be himself, and never compromise. And I'm like, fucking get in. I love the clash. So, <laughs> but he's, he's a punk kid, isn't he? So, yeah. There you go. What was the next little little zinger that he threw out? If you think he owes you an apology, then you're yeah, softer the, than the wrestlers you like. <laughs> the only thing I'm sorry for is that you're you're softer than the wrestlers you like. Yeah. <laughs> To, to with a, a, like, a proper smirk on his face when he said it as well. <laughs> yeah, to quote Shotty Horror, third dig in, fourth one next. There's plenty more space than his graveyard left. <laughs> the thing is, though, it was like there were there were digs, but it wasn't those obvious. Like you know, and I, I, I love I love MGF, but when he has a little dig, it's like so like. Like when he was doing the Adam Cole stuff the other week, when he was going, well, Vince said you were going to be Keith's manager and all this. That's a bit too sort of behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas yeah, yeah, Punk's yeah. like, he goes around it in a, like the way he says things is just class. Because you don't know if it's a, if you don't know, you know, you don't know. Right. So we know what he means, but a lot of people don't know. So yeah. they just think he's working. Well, yeah. This is what I'm saying. He gets you, he gets you with the truth and then he veers into the work. Like when he said something about, and when he dropped a, dig at MJF, which I'm thinking is just a little dig just to sow the seeds for yeah, you know, the, the title match between them two, title versus title kind of thing, where he said yeah. something like um, I didn't have the best dog collar match I, I won, won the dog collar match and I'm like, yeah. that's it because he came to the scrum, didn't he? he, was like best dog collar match, check and all this yeah. shit 
Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was superb. Do you think there's going to be some sort of program down the line with him? Or do you think he is generally just getting his 2P in? Like, obviously, with the Elite and Omega, <laughs> I mean. For all we know, I mean, they could have patched it up and realised it's money. They could have patched it up months ago. And all this could have been a work. Who knows? I don't fucking know. You don't know. It's the case of the biggest match they can put on is a six-man with FTR and him and, and the Bucks and Omega in terms of interest. Yeah. Especially from the, the smart fans, the internet fans. Yeah. But, I mean, so I don't know if I'd want to see it in terms of the match. The, fi- the, the thing is, in theory, in, in theory, there's money there. But it's like, if you were having Omega go one-on-one in like a promo or whatever with Punk, he's just going to get embarrassed. Because... Like yeah. all yeah. the like the athleticism and everything like that. Don't get me wrong, Omega has some impressive like attributes. He ain't a promo. He's got nothing. No, he's not even in the books same level. And even and this, even FTR would have to dice up the books in a promo, wouldn't they? Do you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent, Dax would. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. This is why they do the sort of passive aggressive bullshit because yeah. they know they can't go out there and go toe to toe with him verbally. No like, have you ever, ever have you ever seen Omega cut a promo with that much like vigor and like conviction? Like, it's, it's just not not even on the same level. Do you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's dreadful. He's absolutely <laughs> dreadful. He really is. Okay, that's probably that's probably mean because yeah. there's not many people in in the currently in this business that are top tier promos because it's all yeah. mapped out for them. Like you've got you've got your Heymans, you've got your punks who are like fucking gods there, aren't they? MJS yeah. just just beneath that. You know, Adam Cole, he can cut a promo, but it's more that's a guy who can deliver the lines written for him quite well, maybe. Yeah. Quite like Roman as a promo now. But again, he's he's another guy who delivers the lines that are written for him really yeah. fucking well. But you can yeah. see his next his next steps Hollywood like. So Yeah. Yeah, but you could tell punks like you know for a fine fact no one's gone to punk right. If you want to get these little bullet points in for tonight, he's just been given free reign and he's just gone for it. I mean, he's never he's never been one to take bullet points, like he said countless times in like interviews and stuff. I just I just loved every minute of it. I just thought it was class. Didn't overstay his welcome as well. He was only, only had about seven to eight minute promo and he got everything he wanted in. That and was, was in like, the bag then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was mentioning what was in the bag. Obviously, pretty sure it's going to be the world title that he never lost which is alluded to and then he sort of he alluded to the boots around his neck didn't he say you know until there's someone who's ready to fill these boots they're not coming off of something someone along those lines yeah. which i thought it was a nice sign off and yeah it was just it just felt surreal to actually see him back because there were so many times where you're thinking right that's we're never going to see him again he, he also got a call back to some more mjf stuff in the press room because mjf was saying Someone beat him. Someone submit him for this for this belt. And Punk said, "Like this is his until someone beats him or submits him for it." Mm. And me being me, I'm thinking, "Oh, great! He's just he's, he's genuinely sowing the seeds for that match, which we didn't get. We didn't get the like the rematch. We didn't get the the pain. You know, it should it should have been MJF beating Punk for the belt. Blah blah blah. I'm hoping. Well, I'm certainly hoping that it is. But it was it was absolutely world class. The passion, intensity." The interaction with the crowd, he got his digs in, he puts himself over with truth, and then he veered into the work. I don't think there's anyone better. And the no. T-shirt, which was a nod to Piper with the sort of, but it was Larry's head doing yeah. the Panther <laughs> thing. I thought it was fucking superb. 
<laughs> it was good. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, I mean, it was just uh, just a quality opening segment. The only way they could open the show, really, wasn't it? Um, just loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I hope I hope we do get that conclusion to the Punk MJF thing because that was genuinely the best feud of last year. Well, was it last year or the year before? It was last year, wasn't it? Um, it was. It was sort of this. Uh, say, was it like February, March? Was it double or nothing last year? Um, I think they think they had the dog collar match at Revolution, so it's sort of early, early in the yeah, year of last year. I think. Yeah, so that two. was. Yeah, that was just a brilliant feud, and I definitely want to see that again if it's going to work. There was some rumours that MJF wasn't keen on working with it, but I don't know if that's just people taking MJF a bit serious, you know, because he's always in working mode, and he let's be honest, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, what um, what was up after this then? It was Buddy Matthews. It was versus the returning, as you met, as you alluded to earlier, Andrade, who, I mean, I, I like him. I don't like him as a promo because he because he doesn't, doesn't really work for me in that regard. I mean, that's just because he's he doesn't really speak the lingo, darling. <laughs> um, speak a word of the queens. Yeah. So Buddy Matthews is again a talented guy, but he's stuck with this sort of House of Black thing, which for me is just a bit garbage. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them, it doesn't really work for me. I don't know. I know you're probably in the same school of thought with that, but the match, I thought the match was really good. And I've always thought Andrade is absolutely class in the ring. Really liked his stuff in NXT. Really liked, you know, the odd bits he did on like the main roster. He did some good stuff with Ray and a few other things as well, but he was never really booked well in WWF other than NXT. He was another one that had a bit of backstage heat, wasn't he? <laughs> so I'm, I'm not surprised he's on this show. <laughs> so he had that he had that thing with um was it was it Sammy Guevara? Yeah, um, it was a cock bastard. Yeah. So um I mean he was he was always gonna be on this I suppose wasn't he? <laughs> but yeah I think the match was really good. There is he's setting up a feud between Andrade and the House of Black which not really Something I'm majorly, majorly interested in, but Andrade gets the win. He actually, he actually won with a little, a little sort of nod to his to his wife, Charlotte Flair. Uh, he won it with uh, the figure eight, you know, the extended. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was interesting. And um, and Buddy Matthews, obviously, he's the, also the um, significant other of of Mammy Rhea Ripley. So he he actually had a little callback to her submission in there as well. So that was that was quite funny. I bet me bollocks to a barn dance though that uh, neither of them could put on a fucking match that them two put on at Mania though. No, could they fuck? <laughs> but it was a good match. I mean, it was a really good TV match. Few the few like over the top high spots at times, but for the most part, it kept it in the ring, which was good because they're both. They're, to be fair to them, they both got a great look. Buddy Matthews is absolutely bodied up. And Drade's got that sort of big, like boxer's upper body. He just looks massive in that yeah. regard. Woody, it's definitely Woody Matthews needs a new name, though. Yeah, it's terrible. It doesn't work, does it? He's in this dark group, and he's called Buddy. It doesn't really work, does it? Um... It just sounds like, do you know, like a late eighties, early nineties sort of like Crockett NWA jobber, right? It's a <laughs> five-minute match of Buddy Matthews tonight. You're going <laughs> yeah. over. It, 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 it is a shit name. I mean, what was he called in? Was it, he was a, he had a similar name in, a, in WWF, didn't he? He's called Buddy. He was Buddy something. Buddy Murphy, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Buddy Murphy. Murphy. And then they shortened it to Murphy. So if I was him, I'd have just kept the Murphy. 
Yeah, but even that doesn't really work, does it, to his character? Um, well, he is ginger. Get away with the Irish gimmick. Yeah, true. I think I think I may I think I may have got the order slightly mixed up because I think it was actually the TNT title match after uh, after the Punk thing. I think I've just got my order this, mixed up. But this really where bad. Wardlow lost to the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, I think I just sort of almost forgot it in my head. It was that bad. <laughs> so yeah, obviously uh, I'll just finish off on the um, the Andrade thing. I think I, I think there's good potential in there for him and maybe a match with Malachi Black if they are feuding in that regard, but. To me, it's probably going to be let's just pair Andrade up with a bunch of like Latino guys and do a six-man trios tag match, which I've got no interest in, to be honest. No, I saw the the trios match. Disrespectfully called it a trios match for the, for the main event, in my opinion, mm. six-man tag. And I just thought, oh for fuck's sake, not six-man. <laughs> don't don't debut with a six-man. No, that's it. And then I'm thinking, just just reserve judgment. Let's have yeah. a look at it. <laughs> so that was that one. There was also, as I mentioned, the, the TNT title match, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus, which is, to me, an absolute joke. <laughs> um, oh, they've ruined him. They've ruined that, lad. I mean, we're talking about potentially one of the hottest baby faces they had 12 months ago. If that. And they've, they've literally... He was coming off the back of a great feud with MJF. MJF had just had that feud with Punk, and then they seamlessly moved into the Wardlow thing. You know, he was getting some of the best reactions in the in the arenas. I hate to make this comparison, but it was like almost like the early Goldberg levels of like buzz. But he he has more in his locker than than Goldberg for me. And they proceeded to the for the next twelve months, just absolutely push him into the ground. Just done nothing with him. Yeah. He's been languishing around in this TNT title mix for the last six months. He's won it about five times, or I think I've forgotten how many times <laughs> yeah. he's won it. And it's just like that TNT title. I can't remember the last time that was like had any relevance. Like obviously when Cody was around, and that was a while ago at this point. Yeah. Or, two or years. Dar- when Derby had it. I mean that was that Derby was a good champion, I thought. But other than that, I mean it's been passed around from Sammy Guevara, Scorpio Sky, <sighs> Wardlow's had it, Samoa Joe had it for a little bit, which which was good, but even he even that got passed around. It was just it's just been a bit of a mess that sort of mid card title. They need to repackage it, I think, and just restart with it. Yeah. But <laughs> this wasn't the way I would have gone with the restart. So Wardlow, he's obviously been involved with this little feud with with Christian, Christian Cage. He's, he's basically just Luchasaurus's manager now. He had a match with him at the pay per view, a ladder match, which wasn't really any good for me. Sort of just a standard big two big blokes, a lot of power moves, power counters. By no stretch of imagination is it a technical masterpiece, or never would it be called one. Um, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it to be, would you? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be see, I don't want to see Wardlow in a match with Luchasaurus, but it's going to be happening again, and he's probably going to win the belt back. Christian's quite good as a as a sort of little slimy heel manager. I think he could be quite good, but not with Luchasaurus. That's the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've just got no interest in this guy. Basically, put him as like dinosaur cane. <laughs> the way he comes out now with all the fire and stuff like that—it's absolutely garbage. I'm just fed up with him. Every time I see him, I just think, "What? A, what a waste of time!" Basically, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, so it ends with uh, Christian Wardlow's going up for one of his sort of big swantons. Christian grabs a camera from from one of the ringside cameras and whacks Wardlow over the end of it. 
what Luchasaurus, it's some absolutely garbage finisher. She's just like a, it was like a shit front Russian leg sweep, but it didn't even didn't even look any good. Pins him for free, and then Christian's like holding the belt up like he's won it. Just a bit shit. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park was a whole lot better than that. <laughs> All right, was it more like uh... Jurassic Park? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it was like the sequel, Jurassic Park. What's it called? <laughs> I can't remember Lost World or whatever it's called. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> and then we got uh, an impromptu match. Tony Neese came out, giving it the old uh, classic, oh, uh, you're all not good enough. And like doing that thing with Smart Max Sterling. I mean, he was all right at one point, but again, he's one of them who's just, he, I don't really want to see him anymore. Then then we get, as you mentioned earlier, we're turning Miro, who, again, not seen him for months and months and months. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it was injuries or backstage stuff. Don't, no one seems to know. But he comes out, looks fucking great. He's in great nick. He's got great size. The, the, the thing with this show, you, you mentioned, you thought, you can see there was a guys with a lot of size and it wasn't all like, you know, like you Adam Coles, who I love Adam Cole, but he looks <laughs> looks like shit at the minute. Um, yeah, and you see, you see a couple of big like, big guys like like Miro. Who I, I've always had a thing. I always had a bit of time for him, even though he had that pretty shit debut when he first came in. But other than that, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this was a pretty much uh, not a, not a total squash because Nice Tony Nice got a few bits. You know, I quite like Tony Nice. I think he's good as a little sort of smarmy heel. But again, okay. he's just not been not been booked very well. He's got I mean, a great he, look, but he's tiny, isn't he? Yeah, like that's he's it. Short, I mean, but he did he did get a few bits in, but eventually it was Mira hits the big like sort of sambo kick or whatever it's called, gets him in for the camel clutch, taps out. Good to see him back. Hopefully they can build him up to summit because again, he's another one I forgot to mention. He was a really good TNT champion, and ever since then it's gone to shit. How many have there been? There's been a lot. I mean, it's changed hands a lot the last six, six to twelve months. After that, we got a women's tag, the Outcasts, the the budget women NWO, as some people are calling it. The Norwich <laughs> World Order. <laughs> it was Tony Storm and Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale. Not an awful lot of interest in this one for me, to be honest. Apart from looking at. Sky blue. <laughs> Wonder. <laughs> I just I don't really have much interest in this. I think that, that outcast group's a bit shit. It's not really yeah. anything for me. Don't really see enough of this Willow Nightingale. I think she I think she's the NW sorry, not NW, the New Japan women's strong champion or something. I don't really know. I think it's That's, their, yeah, their US version. Audible, didn't they? Yeah. Because, uh, um, Sasha Banks broke a leg or something. Yeah, so she won that. But again, what is it? What do you know that sky blue? What is it that she wears? What's a what's a gear made out of? I don't know why. I like your thong. Yeah, it's vulcanized rubber, which means uh, it won't perish. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, barely keeping it. Out, to be honest. <laughs> If you've seen any of the pictures people are putting on Twitter, there's a lot of thirst going on online. <laughs> I mean, Shaker um, Stevens described it as lovely stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I wasn't really that bothered about it. 
she's from Chicago, that Sky Blue, though. She so she did get a nice bit of sort of hometown pop and stuff like that, which was quite good. She um managed to get the pinfall as well, which was I'd imagine quite nice for her in her hometown. I don't know if this is somewhere they're gonna go down in the in the in the future, but Sky Blue and this Willow Nightingale, they both had matching gear on, so I don't know if they're gonna be a tag team or something like that. We'll have to see with that one. Um can't wait. <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna be uh, checking up on it very often. But anyway, we got to the uh the the main event, the advertised match that you know everyone was sort of there for. Trio's match. Yeah, you know, I don't really like that saying as you said, but that's what they're calling it. So you get Juice Robinson and Jay White. I've got a lot of time for them too, to be fair, I quite like them. Bullet um, Club Gold. Bullet Club Gold, yeah. Uh, uh I, I think Jay White's class. I think Juice Robinson's a little bit underrated. I think he's all right, him. He was in this match. We'll get to it, but he was in the match to take the pin, really. But but I think he's yeah, got a lot of shame. I think he, he's another one of them guys that went through NXT and went through the WWE developmental system and was on NXT for a bit, but has, re- has, has left and really made a name for himself, like really done well, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. some of them just fade into obscurity, but he's really... He's really when was he in NXT? It was, like, it was quite a few years. He was ago. like that surfer guy with the dreads, wasn't he? Was that who he was? I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember that far. But, but anyway, he's he looks good now. He's got a good look, good size, good body. Like, looks the part. I like Jay White. He's in great nick. I think he's... Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm surprised they actually got Jay White, to be fair. But I think, I think he's got loads of talent. Um, and they were uh, ter- pairing up with Samoa Joe. Who's an absolute legend <laughs> for me? He's an absolute legend. Love him, and the anticipation of seeing Joe and Punk in the same ring together was was for me was pretty high. I, I imagine it was the same for you. First time in twenty years, is it? Maybe not far off that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I love Joe. Don't mind a bit of Jay White. I think Robinson is good from what I've seen. Yeah, you know, I've not seen much of him. He's got an interesting look, which is. Which is what you need. You don't need all yeah. these cookie cutter fuckers. Because, like, if you look at Jay White and you look at Adam Cole, I mean, obviously Jay White's in better nick, but yeah. they've got a very similar look in terms of like the long hair, the beard, the that they're quite yeah, you know, know you small. And there's a few of them like that, and it's. I think that's why Jay White and Juice Robinson probably work together for the time being. Because you've got Jay White, the sort of more athletic guy, but you've got a bigger size guy for him to work Because I think they're going to be the sort of top heel tag team for a little while, anyway, from what I can gather. Yeah, probably. And the yeah. fact that we get Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness was fucking mint. Yeah, yeah, that was another thing I forgot to mention, actually. Obviously, Nigel McGuinness, I've got a, I think he's a great commentator. And Kevin Kelly's good as well. He had a few mishaps in the night, but I'll let him off because it was his first one, but... Yeah. Um, not as many as JR though, unfortunately, which is a shame. McGuinness had a corking line. He went, you, "You don't beat Joe, you survive." Yeah, that's Fucking great. great. That is great. <laughs> he is a brilliant commentator. He really is. Um, he Bro- just gets brilliant, it. Doesn't he? Brilliant wrestler. Yeah, he he just gets it really, and he's got that voice, doesn't he? Like I don't know what it is about that. I don't even know what his accent is or anything like that. But he's just he's from down south, mate. Yeah, he just adds a bit of pizzazz to it, I think, for some reason. I, I wouldn't yeah. say where he's from is the most pizzazzy kind of place, but no, no, in, but I just think in America sounds... it probably is. Yeah, he just sounds he just sounds great. I've always liked him when he was at NXT. I never really got why they just he just got dumped by WWE at just randomly makes, at one makes point. Makes no sense. Makes no I don't sense. really understand it. But then it comes out. Here comes FTR. Great pop for them. Here come the, here come the boys, mate. Yeah, 
the boys, FTR come out first, followed by followed by Punk that comes down together. That's just that's just what you want to see in it. <laughs> I've not seen Dax Harwood that pumped up for a long fucking time. Yeah, you could tell he's he buzzing, bordering on giddy. <laughs> he was, he was, he was. It was just nice to see it, wasn't it? I mean, that was the, I've, from what I'm led to believe when he won the title the first time, and he had that sort of freak injury where he jumped into the crowd. That was the whole plan, wasn't it? I think it was going to be him and FTR for like the rest of the summer. So I, yeah. it looks as though they're going to pick up where they left off almost, and I'm all for it. <laughs> Got no complaints whatsoever. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, because I was yeah. I was sat there going, could this break the trend of all six months of shit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it did went some way. It went some way to doing it. <laughs> yeah. What, what did you think of it then? Honestly, it was probably the best six man I've ever seen on an AEW program. Yeah, it made sense. It was what even better than the best of seven series. Yeah, even better <laughs> than that. I mean, I know that's the pinnacle usually, but <laughs> what can I say? I like wrestling. <laughs> if I wanted to watch high spots, I'd go and watch high spots, but I like wrestling and this this was great. I mean it was like they, they were cutting the guys off, the heels were cutting them off, quick tags, everything. It was just I mean there was I had a, I had a few small gripes with it. I mean it wasn't yeah. like a five star classic, let's let's not fuck about no. it. But it was a solid, solid TV match. I think it could have probably gone maybe five Five ten shorter. I think yeah, it needs to be like twenty five long. Yeah, yeah. Some of the, the chop exchanges. I mean, they were they were a bit more believable and stiff than a lot of the ones you see. But it's just every fucking match. It does me head in. Are you on about the sort of Joe and put Joe on punk ones? And then yeah, but it's like uh, Dax and Jay White were doing it. Everyone was uh, doing it. It's chopping fuck out of each other, and it's like, come on, man. I think the ones with Joe and Punk worked a bit better because Joe was like digging him in, but then he was like talking trash in between them. So I thought that that worked a bit better. It's like they were the best kind of. It was the best version of that that, yeah. you, can, that you can see. It's just because we see it every fucking match, you just go, "Oh, not this again." Hmm. So it ruins it for the people who actually do it well. Yeah, I know what you mean because it's done so frequently, so shitly. Mm. Yeah, I get. I know what you mean. I mean, even Joe. Joe's been egregious of that, only that fucking awful match with the grandpa. Um, oh, Suzuki, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was awful. <laughs> oh, that was monotonous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't like that one, but it definitely wasn't on that level of bad, was it? <laughs> it wasn't bad at all. It was just, there was a few grabs. It was like, you could tell, you could tell he wasn't trying to do tons of shit. He was a bit rusty. Yeah. But he'll get, he'll get it back. He's, he's fucking, he's, a, he's CM Punk for fuck's sake. I think the original plan was just him and Joe in a singles, but I thought I think he probably thought right. Let me just ease myself back in. Let's let's build two things here because I'm I'm assuming there's going to be maybe a bit more of a follow up with Joe and I you know so. I know FDR and Bullet Club Gold they're in a feud, so it, it sort of satisfied both feuds, which was quite good. But yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. I think he was just easing himself back in, which is it's a smart thing to do, really. I mean, he's had a couple of injuries in succession that. It's bound to take its toll in it, so it's better just to take it easy self in. A program with Joe makes a lot of sense because yeah. it's something that the internet kind of crew have been clambering for year for clambering for for years. Sorry, 
they know each other so well and yeah they know the friends they know each other they know they know their ins and outs and how, how each other works they know how each other ticks they've never had a shit match i think it's something nice nice to ease him back in and i think he's probably gonna that's a nice little program there easing him into something you know it doesn't have to be long term either does it no it can just be, it can just be a three or four week thing and then maybe he moves on pay-per-view maybe yeah yeah because i think that i draw if, if you put that on at wembley fucking hell they'll be buzzing to see that maybe a bit soon i don't know but see i don't know but like they've already sold the tickets haven't they so it's like it's irrelevant what they put on the fucking card anyway but yeah if that if you'd have put that as you as you one of your showcase mat- matches before it had gone on sale it's it's a match it's not a mainstream match it's a it's a it's a dream match that guys have wanted to see that used to watch yeah. all Ring of Honor. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not something it's not like Punk versus Reigns or something like that where that'd just draw fucking floods. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean people want to see it, obviously. I mean when when they when they first got into the ring together, the fucking roof nearly blew off. It was fucking electric. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm not saying people will want to see it, I'm just saying ninety thousand people may not. By yeah, thousand tickets to see. Yeah, it. it's not it's not going to be something that sells out an arena on its own, is it? But it's definitely something that could be good on the card if they're going to do it like that. Maybe not. We'll have to see. But well, I think at the moment, if you put Punk versus any fucker versus a broomstick in England, they just want to see CM Punk. Yeah, I'd like to see him on that show. I think that'd be great for the guys that are getting to go to that show just to see him because. I know he's not getting any younger, so the chance of seeing him in the UK is just getting slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. So whoever's got tickets for that would be great to be able to see him. Um, I think it'd be daft not to put him on, but you know they've done daft shit in the past. So they'll probably go right, Tony. We've we've already got our, our matches booked. Are you sure you want to put him on it? You know what I mean? Just one of them. Yeah, I thought I thought like you said, I thought it was one of the best six man matches you ever going to see. I've never been a fan of them, even in we watch it on WCW. Some of the ones we've seen on there have been shocking, but like like the ones that they've done with AEW last, well, their entire history have been pretty shocking, haven't they? Yeah. So <laughs> this one was definitely an upper <laughs> higher standard of match. Anyway, I thought that spot where Joe had a Punk in the in the in the sleeper was pretty good. They they almost had me for a second there. Nikita um, the clutch. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought when I was I was obviously I was watching it live stupidly. I watched it at three o'clock in the morning or whatever time it was. I don't know why. I don't uh, know why you do that. <laughs> I'm thinking, fucking hell, they're having, they're gonna have gonna have Joe tap him out or or submit him. You know, he's gonna pass out because obviously FTR were trying to get to him and they were getting held off. And that was the way they the way they did that was really good. I thought because you thought yeah. The, He's going out, you know. They just managed to get in there. At one point, I was like, I don't know if this is just like drained into me, where like I was just worried that he was going to get hurt. I thought Punk was hurt for a second at one point when he was sort of he was sort of on his knees at the ropes, like trying to get through him. I didn't know if he was just he was selling or what, but I don't know if it's just like what's happened to him recently. Where I was like, oh god, please let me injured again. <laughs> it's your constant worry, though, isn't it? Because he's had two big injuries in in the space of a year, really. Yeah, and and it's one of them. It's like if he gets injured again and he's off for a considerable length of time, that's it. Then isn't it? I'm just like, oh god, no, not again. Yeah, because I've I've got renewed vigor, but I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one because I just yeah. gave up with AW. It was utter shit for a long, <laughs> long time. It, was. it really it's was, and really I'm not. 
it's not just the, the matches, like the fucking mad matches that they have every week, like go 20 minutes and they do 400 fucking ice spots and everything gets five stars. And it's like, no, it's the bookings wank. The program's been wank. That Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite is, is oh, horrendous. It's terrible. It's really I, 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 I listen to Danielson go on about it and I'm thinking, are you trying to convince yourself or do you just genuinely believe this? Because I didn't think he was on that plane of existence in in that kind of fucking dog shit match. Yeah. I think he's just ingrained in it now, and he unfortunately he's he's been suckered in. Um I just hope he doesn't go Jericho or Jericho and fucking mental and Yeah. I mean he just I don't get why he's in that group. I mean I, I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, but I think I don't I, I'll be honest with you, I don't understand why Moxley's in that group because it's supposed to be it was supposed to be like a you know legit shootery kind of group. I mean, Claudio can work. Danielson's probably the best technical wrestler on the planet. Wheelie Uter, he can he can wrestle a bit. Moxley can't wrestle. <laughs> or if he can, I haven't seen it. He can't. He's fucking dreadful. I had about a three-month spell where I was getting on board with him and then I thought, actually, what am I on about? He's fucking shit. And I hate I hate that club, combat club. I, it was good for about a week, like a month when Regal was running it. But then he, he, I think even he was like, this is fucking dog shit, this, I need to get out. <laughs> yeah, he, he checks out. I mean, what a shame, because I do love a bit of Billy Regal. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, but obviously, back to this one, we it, it sort of, I think they built the finish quite well. Like Obviously, we, uh, we mentioned the, uh, the sleeper spot. Dax broke it up, and eventually, sort of, Juice, Juice Robinson came back in, took the shatter machine, as it's now called again. And the LGTS Punk gets the gets a win on his first match back. I thought it was a, a decent first episode. The only the only thing I was a little bit shocked was that I thought I didn't. I thought they might end it with an angle, but I don't know. I, I thought that maybe there was going to be an aftermath with with Punk and Joe, maybe something like that. But it didn't quite go into that. But f- for me, it was one of the best shows they've put on in a while, and it didn't really take much to be better than what they've put on and I think Punk probably had his fingerprints on the show throughout it, maybe not all of it. But he's certainly got like his hands in on his own stuff, he must have. Yeah. But yeah, but seen, he must have seen the booking. <laughs> yeah. I mean the booking's been atrocious for the majority of the time, hasn't it? But you know, the last twelve months. three shows a week and Ring of Honor, it's fucking it's ridiculous. He thinks this is his calling and he's just not very good at it. I mean, he's crap at being a director of football, but he's shit at being a wrestling booker, even more. Yeah. He's Everyone thinks bad. he's a great director of football because he got Jao Paulini on a fucking cheap deal. <laughs> no release clause, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just one thing that we mentioned earlier, though, it was it was a little bit uncomfortable listening to JR in this match. Um, yeah. It's not... I know he'd had a bit of... A, I think he had a fall... Earlier, earlier that week, earlier that day, maybe or the day before, and it, and he had a pretty nasty looking black eye and stuff like that, and it just, he shouldn't have been on there really if he's had a bit of a, something like that the day before. What age do you have to be when it goes from falling over to having a fall? I don't know. I mean, how old is he? Over, now? Is he in his sixties? Seventy? He must be nearly seventy. I mean, when you when you fall over, you just hurt yourself, get up and crack on. Yeah. When you have a fall, you can die. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been he's had, he's had some shit, hasn't he? I mean, he had skin cancer and 
he's had this now. It's like maybe you just I take a back killed. seat. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe you just take a back seat now, Jim. Just you know, just take it's a little while to yourself. Mate, yeah. yeah, take some time to yourself. If you want to come back, come back for the odd thing, but don't we don't really need they don't really that show doesn't really need JR for me. They've got no. a good commentary team. They've got a two man booth that is the best <clears> for me for that show. Especially with if there's gonna be some ring of honor guys, you've got Nigel McGuinness on there, especially if he knows the history of Punk and he knows the history of Joe. So you don't exactly. really need JR. I mean, I, I love JR, but he's not been him, he's not been that standard for years now, anyway, has he? And he just sounded he sounded really unwell, <laughs> like he, he could barely speak. It was it was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was uh, it was harsh as fuck. Bless him. But, anyway, know, well, this 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 isn't going to be like a running thing we do AEW collision yeah. unless something maybe something decent happens we might talk about that but we just thought it would be pertinent to to bring you the sort of full stop on the on the brawl out bullshit i mean i'm hoping it's the full stop i mean at least he's fucking back wrestling do you know what yeah. i mean at least he's not just like, sat, been a, like i mean the books put some little rubbish in their um, in their Twitter bio as a little response, but other than that, that seems to be the only crackback. But yeah, um, he can't come out and just dominate on a promo because you know he'll just have some absolute zinger coming fa- back at him like faster than they can even fucking think. People saw this thing, this this thing from the young books, and obviously Punk mentioning it, sort of not in so many words, but alluding to it that they are definitely going to work together. There's going to be a program, but. I, I don't know about that. I think Punk's the type of bloke, even if he got told, don't mention it, he'd probably fucking mention it. <laughs> yeah, we don't, he gives not one fuck, does he, really? He no. has been quite apologetic and stuff in interviews and stuff, but, you know, he can only do what he can do. Yeah. Because he's not just a get. it's not just one-on-one, is it? It's one-on-three, and then all the gimpy journalists and all the other little hangers-on and shit. And... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well. Interesting to well, see what the ratings are like for this show when they when they eventually come out. Yeah, but it is Saturday night, which is which is notoriously not great for telling. Yeah, so I mean so I don't know what would be considered a good number for this, so it's, it's who knows. I'd, who I'd knows? Really I mean, I reckon the first one will be decent, but yeah. uh we'll see how it pans out. Uh, it'll just we'll be interesting to see how the down, you know the Alvarez's and Melts of the world react to it. Yeah, because if it's if it's if it's perceived as a bad number for a Saturday night, they'll be going, "Ooh, you know what I mean? It didn't really work at all." This they were whinging about the the tickets for it for a bit. They were going, "Oh, well, yeah, it's, it sold really well in Chicago, but that's to be expected. It's the places in in uh, in Canada and stuff that haven't really sold well. It's like they're getting the slide dig, you know, without mentioning names. But yeah. like the ticket prices are mental, apparently, and like they're doing like the same city like two or three times in the same week. Yeah. And stuff so it's like whoever's booking this shit, like arenas and stuff, is, is not doing their due diligence. No, plus it's like you don't, no one knows what type of show it's going to be. You might see tickets go up now, <laughs> now that you've seen the first episode, or you know, what I mean, it, mm. who knows? I thought it was a promising thing. Hopefully, it continues like that. You know, more to, more let's I can so. see CM Punk on a weekly basis. I'm happy with that. Let's hope so. Now, let's get some serious business, okay. Are we, or are we not, doing Starcade 86? <laughs> we are doing it, yeah. We are. Right. Okay, so our next episode, <laughs> <laughs> we're 
We'll be Starcade 86. Then we're going to get back to the Nitro 97. And then uh, your bonus episode next month will be Fighter Fest AEW. Only a, it's just been a double header this month, two yep. short shows. But, you know, end of the year, you need a couple of weeks off. <laughs> need a savage. <laughs> you do. We, we've had our ban. <laughs> July will come back with a vengeance, challenge for titles, run-ins, <laughs> do everything. Do some proper abysmal fucking gigging in the corner and with the camera on us. <laughs> anyway, so you will be getting Starcade 86 at some point, I promise. Then next month we're getting to the 6th of January 1997. Obviously, plenty will have changed in the preceding six days, seven days. <laughs> and it'll be like a different like a whole new world it'll be like Aladdin <laughs> so if you want to follow us it's at Adjective Pod on Twitter we are on the a plethora of smorgasbord a cornucopia if you will of podcasting platforms Spotify uh, Amazon not sure about iTunes not sure about that at all we're on <laughs> Samsung Google apparently we are on iTunes apparently we are if, if, if my picture wasn't was about 3 meg like smaller or something <laughs> anyway so if you want to uh, do us a favour on Spotify and give us an old uh, Instagory on that subscribe give us a Davey Meltzer that will do nicely thank you very much so we'll leave you with this any further business with you? nothing else to report so I'm going to say Samoa Joe you're a hoe <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go Ha, 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 